The psychedelic revolution is here. If you want to integrate your visionary experiences into your purpose, get clear on your entrepreneurial path and help people while you do what you love, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to The Psychedelic Entrepreneur, medicine for these times. I'm your host, Beth Weinstein. I'm a spiritual business coach, three-time entrepreneur, and a lifelong student of psychedelics and sacred plant medicines. You carry your own unique medicine, and your medicine is what we need for these times. This podcast will help you to share your medicine so you can create transformation in the world. Listen in on conversations with psychedelic leaders, change makers, and conscious entrepreneurs who are living proof that a better world is possible when you follow your heart and live in alignment with your soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Psychedelic Entrepreneur. I'm so happy to have you here. And I'm so excited today to have Stephanie Billinger joining us. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Hey. Thank you so much for having me, Beth. Thanks for coming on, coming from Austin. We were just talking about Austin and how it seems to be the place. So I uh, predict that I will be spending some time there this winter. (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't know Stephanie, she is the spiritual boss babe. I have been following her for I don't even know how many years. You're kind of one of the originals out there putting out really interesting content around um, manifestation work and business work and being a spiritual boss babe. So Stephanie is a spiritual mentor and master practitioner and trainer of NLP and the creator of Spiritual Boss Babe, Mm -hmm. one of the largest online communities and podcasts serving tens of thousands of spiritual entrepreneurial women around the world. She works with visionary leaders, healers, coaches, and impact makers, helping them make quantum leaps and quantum leap their impact and income and create a life and business that sets their soul on fire. Her mission is to help heart-centered women activate and embody their highest expression of self and fully own their gifts so that they can be, do, and have it all. And Stephanie, I put emphasis on certain language that I (laughs) use all the time myself, quantum leaping and soul, um, which I want to get into with you Mm -hmm. a little bit deeper. But I'm curious, what was your entrepreneurial journey? I always love to know, you know, were you working in a corporate job and then one day had an awakening or were you always on this path? And I'm curious to know, how did you get to where you are now? Um, well, it's been quite the journey. I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I remember like growing up, I wanted to be, I wanted to do something with my art because I'm an artist first and foremost. And I feel like it's a gift that I've been given. (laughs) So I've always was like, oh, I'm going to do something with my art, but I didn't know what it was going to be because, you know, the whole starving artist thing, and you know, so I was like, I eventually decided I'm going to be a makeup artist for, I'm going to be a celebrity makeup artist. I was really driven and I went to New York City and, and, you know, learned how to do makeup. And I started doing makeup for fashion shows and photo shoots. And, you know, I went all in with it and um, like building my portfolio and all that stuff. And I I thought that was going to be it. Like I was going to be like this big time makeup artist. (laughs) And Um, then eventually I was working in the nightlife industry around that time in New York city. And, um, I, I realized the dancers at the club that I worked at, they had these amazing costumes. And so I was like, I bet I can make costumes like that, that you could wear out. Like, so it inspired me to then start, I started bedazzling bras and corsets. So funny. And I went all in with that too. And I did a few trade shows in Vegas. I had like samples made to try to duplicate these um, pieces. There was like a thousand Swarovski crystals on, on, on the bras and corsets. Like they were like blinged the F out. And, um, and I used to wear them out <laughs> all the time. Like I used to make them into dresses, like it would be a bra top. It was really before like those bra top things got all popular. But anyway, so I went all in with that. And I honestly, and I had like a partner that helped me. We, we had all these um, like samples made of, we had like freaking the, the books with all the designs, like everything. 
And I thought, oh, this is going to be it. Like, this is my thing. I'm going to make it. Like, this is my big break. (laughs) And, like, I really thought this is it. Like, this is for sure, for sure, like, it. Because I I always, with anything that I do, I guess because also it's my art. I, I look at everything as my art. Like, with anything that I do, I... I want it to be impactful, but I also want to be known for it. Like, who doesn't, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So towards the end of the bra thing, um, I started kind of feeling a little disconnected because I was like, do I – first of all, these samples we had made were not great. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and freaking bedazzle bras all day, every day for the rest of my life. Second of all – I was yearning for more purpose and connection, like, and third, around that time, I had another spiritual awakening, which was my second layer. My first was when I was a teenager. This, And I say first, because that was more of a self-awakening. The second was in 2010, I, I had learned about, like, the Illuminati and how all that bullshit, like, the, the government, like, stuff. I learned about all of that in 2010. And and I used to like I I was like in love with Lady Gaga and different artists and like really wanted to get I got gave her one of my bra designs and and Kim Kardashian one of the bra designs like I I wanted to get really big with that <clears throat> and when I found out about all of this fuckery I was like oh shit like I don't want anything to do with the whole you know um celebrity scene or anything like I went into the rabbit hole like you wouldn't believe so I I I knew it all I learned it all I I became depressed actually and which is why I don't really talk about that stuff now I don't really feel like it really serves the big mission I I think cool people can have their role and do it and someone's gotta do it but it ain't me I'm here to lift people up and empower people so anyway I know this is getting so long. You asked a a lengthy question. Okay. So um, I went through this depression after the bras and having that awakening. I was like, fuck, like, what am I going to do? I I definitely don't want to do anything that has to do with what I initially thought would be like, you know, the thing. And I went through this phase of like using a lot of drugs, to be honest with you. I was, I didn't want to be here. That's how depressed I got after learning about all of that stuff. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I, like everything is like, nothing is real. Like whatever. I was just like, what are, what's the way out? So I went down a little path for like a year or in a year and a half, whatever, uh, that was really destructive. And then I... I've always said to myself, if I didn't do something with my art, I would do something to help people with their fitness because I lost 60 pounds when I was 17. And fitness was always a constant for me. But I never really wanted to be a trainer. I actually wanted to, this is so funny, I wanted to make YouTube videos and help people from all around the world and be able to make a really big impact and, you know, really help people from all around the world, but I knew I couldn't do that unless I became a trainer because like, I'm not just going to be some random chick making fitness videos and doesn't know what she's doing. That's how I was thinking. I was like, I need the credibility, you know? So as soon as I set that intention, I was waitressing at the time and like the same, like day later, maybe two days later, all these trainers came into my job in New York in the city. And I was like, oh my God, you guys, I was just talking to a friend about becoming a trainer. I've been into fitness for over 10 years. Like, you know, and they were on Lafayette street. I was like, yo, let me, so they hooked me up. They took care of all of my trainings and they hired me and I became personal trainer. And I always wanted to work for myself, of course. So I was only there for about a year. While I was there, I learned about network marketing. And I was like, okay, this is how I could get, you know, even reach even more people, blah, blah, blah. So I quit the gym after a year. And that was my first venture to self-employment. And I was like, holy shit, I'm on my own in New York City without like with my own clients and then building the online business. And I felt like I made it. I was like, holy shit, like I'm in New York City and 
I'm on my own. I'm not like living like large over here, but <laughs> paying but, rent you know, is a big deal in New York City, you guys. <laughs> yeah, and I was renting my apartment, and then I was renting a, a a really nice studio to train my clients at. So I was paying like two monthly rents, and actually a third because I was running a boot camp. So it was a lot, and I did that for about two years um, on my own, and then I reached this moment of like, well, I was really freaking scared, first of all, of like, can I keep this up? What if I fail? Like, what if I lose everything? What if I need to start over? You know, all that shit. This is, yeah, like two years. And I was going, I, I learned at an entrepreneur seminar about EMDR therapy and hypnosis and stuff like that, because they were talking about healing past trauma at, at some entrepreneur <laughs> marketing thing. And I had never heard, I didn't even, I never heard about that type of thing. And I never went to therapy after I was in an abusive relationship when I was 14 to 20, mm. very young. And I was like, oh my God, I never did anything to work on that yet. <laughs> so I probably should, like, even if it doesn't bother me, I should probably like, it's probably like affecting me. So I started going to EMDR therapy, hypnosis, while I was training, but then I was, and I was getting in my head about, can I keep this up? And, you know, um, eventually different clients moved. I got scammed by a psychic for thousands of dollars and I basically got a side job again. And I was like, fuck, I'm bartending again. I have a couple clients still felt like I was starting back at square one. I met my friends, Todd and Cole, <laughs> and, <clears throat> and then they introduced me to plant medicine and I was like going through this transition, obviously, because I was like feeling a little disconnected from the training. I was starting to like, you know, shit was hitting the fan. I was getting into my personal development, like my actual healing, you know, going to EMDR for a hot minute by this point. Um, and I decided I was talking to my friend, Cole one day. And I said, I've been doing all this work on myself, but I feel like there's still this one thing, this piece that's like, that I can't get to. And she was like, well, I think there's something that can help you that would help you get to that. And so I went to my first, um, like a plant medicine journey. I wasn't ayahuasca that night for me at least because that was my first experience but um suddenly everything made sense and i was like oh my god like everything from my past everything from my journey and i've always been into spirituality also since i was 14 like i was into the crystals and everything like meditating all that so i just was spiritual boss babe like undercover <laughs> So, but when I did the plant medicine, I was like, okay, this, this is my path. This is, this is why I'm here. Like I just had all these answers and I, I got to the part of me that I couldn't see before in that journey. There was like a split when I had left the abusive relationship. There was, I basically saw that I left what I called at that time, weak Stephanie behind and I became like a gangster staff. And mm. so during that journey, I was able to like basically, you know, grab her and like bring her with me. And <clears throat> it was really powerful. And that's what led me to honestly shifting into what I'm doing now. Um, I remember at one of my very first journeys, I was telling my friend Ta, I said, one day I'm going to be impacting like so many women, like from all around the world, I'm going to bring them together. And he reminds me of that conversation still today, like, because it was before I started my group and I, then I started my spiritual boss babe community and I didn't know what I was going to like offer or do. I just was like, there's got to be other women like me who are into the woo stuff, who are, you know, want to get their message out. And I think that we should all come together <laughs> and I'll just share things that have helped me and, you know, I'll figure it all out. And that's basically what, how it all panned out. And a lot of what inspired my business actually is stuff that I learned from psychedelics and my own journey, but a lot from psychedelics for sure. Oh. That was such a long story. No, I love it. And you know what's so funny is like, I was like, I'm sure we actually like knew each other because I knew Tom Cole like slightly when they were still in the New York area because I was in the city too. And me and you have very similar stories where it was like, 
wouldn't, you know, we both know as like these initiations that we kind of have to go through to get us to this next level and to where we are now. And it's constantly this up and down through life. And I had the same thing. It was like living in New York City, trying to grow a business, like kind of barely getting by, like paying rent in New York as an entrepreneur your first few years is a huge feat in itself. And also like having a huge awakening and very much like you at a very young age, I was always kind of on a spiritual path. Like Mm -hmm. there was just this awareness and there was always this inquisitive mind wanting to know like what this is all about and why are we here and going through a lot of this deep trauma and going through the initiations that, that it's like one thing leads to another to another that is, is sometimes such a struggle, but it actually brings us to these beautiful gifts that we're able to then share with the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I love it because I actually, I know, I think I know what the the medicine session you did with them was because it was back back when they were offering that. And I had never done it, but I had, we had a lot of very inter- interconnected communities. And um, it really does wake up this part of our heart that is kind of like the truth of who we really are and brings us to this place of like, oh, actually I went through all of this Mm-hmm. And, you know, it affected my awakening, it affected my path that is now, you know, my gifts for the world. And very much like you, that that idea of like, there must be other people out here like me, you know, and that's kind of what I thought. I was like, there has to be at least like 10 people. <laughs> I, I mean, that's really, I was like, there must be at least 10, 10 or 20 on this planet that kind of feel the way I do about this, this, and this. So let me just talk about it and see if I can find those other 20 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love this. So let's talk a little bit about the work you do now and you know how it's it's led to this. Because I want to dive into the, the kind of work you do now is, is work that has really impacted me in my life as well. And I bring it into the work I do. But it's you know, a lot of people, even to this day, still think of it as like, oh, it's just so weird, or how is that possible? Or, you know, like, I don't really believe it. Um, But yeah, let's talk a little bit about kind of your premise of what it is you do now. Yeah. Well, what do you want to know? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you how do you help people now within your um, spiritual boss babe babe community? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, I've evolved like so much since the start of this, obviously. And something I preach a lot is that our business and mission and message may evolve as we do. And that's completely okay. I'm a multi-passionate person. Um, so like, and like I said, I'm an artist first and foremost. So for me, like putting myself in a box or only doing one thing forever, just, it never felt good. And so I haven't, um, And so um, in the beginning, I was more so focused on um, helping people, and I still do. I guess it's just expanded is what it really has felt like. So in the beginning, it was more focused on um, helping people with their mindset, helping people um, like with their business, kind of growing their audience, getting themselves out there, very beginner stuff. And as I have opened my gifts more, because that was a whole nother initiation, like opening my channel and all of that, um, I I wanted to go deeper. And so I started sharing and talking about different things around quantum manifestation and and how we can um, really manipulate our reality through our consciousness and getting into that sort of thing. Um, As time went on, like now... um, the main program that I'm focusing on is my star power program, which is basically um, supporting people in embodying their most confident, activated self so that they could own the stage of life and also so that they can have the greatest impact with their work, with their message um, and be able to channel like the most potent content and programs and just basically liberating themselves and, and owning their star power, their it factor, their zone of genius to be able to create the life and the business and the everything that they desire. And a lot of our focus now is um, mostly on the energetic realm because I, like I said, I used to be very into the mindset and I have nothing against the mindset. It's kind of like there's different layers of things to get to, right? We've, we've, we've got to work on beliefs to an extent, 
Sometimes people get stuck on it though. And they're always thinking they need to work through blocks and beliefs and I need to heal this and da, 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 da. I know. And then and then it keeps them in this like little place here when really mm-hmm. it's like, hey, wait, have you thought about seeing from a different perspective and you know, doing this? And and you can actually like sometimes knock things out just from having a higher perspective from the energetic realm. Um, and there's many ways to do that. Uh, a lot of it is shifting your state and the way that you feel and, and so that you're able to expand your awareness of different possibilities or ways of looking at something. Um, so, yeah, that's a, a little bit of the gist of what I do. Um, I'm really big on helping people really unleash their expression and their gifts um, because that's been a big thing for me. And um, I, I found that I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but uh, I just found that on being on this journey for a while, there's so many people, and I've totally been there myself, where they get so hung up on the external things like making more money, getting clients, like reaching the next milestone, blah blah, fucking blah. It <laughs> it just. It, as I don't know, it just started feeling a little 3D like ego thing to me. And there's okay. that stuff I feel I know is a byproduct of you being in your power, you being really clear and bold in your message. Like all of that is a duh. It's like a duh. So it's like I now really want to bring people back into themselves. Um because there's a there's a shift happening on the planet there's a shift happening within ourselves and there's a shift happening in the entrepreneurial industry and this shift it requires like full heart-centered authentic leadership like period (laughs) or else you're just so that that's kind of been the the energy and realm that i've been focusing on um when people focus so much on the external, it leaves you miserable because you have expectations. If you don't meet them, then you feel like you're not good enough. I've been there. I yeah. many, 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 many times to the point of being so fucking sick of it. I I was about to just be like, I'm not even doing this anymore. Like it, you're doing this because it's your mission, your purpose, and so it's important to be in alignment with who you are, with what you're here to do, and you know, ground into knowing that you're supported and all that. So anyway. <laughs> mm. Oh, no, I'm sitting here like shaking my head laughing. And I, I literally had a conversation with my friend this morning about this where I was like, you know, like I was like, have you ever noticed that I never, never to rarely talk about money in my messaging? It's like never been a thing. Me neither, um, it's, me. Yeah. Me and neither, it's also but- like, yeah, well, and it's like, yeah, here and there, but I, I don't, I'm not driven by it. And I don't want to even, I, I don't want to attract those kind of people either because the thing is, and I know you, you know this, it's like when you're connected to this, what we're, we're talking here, like these old ways of this old paradigm of the external and like the kind of ego attachment to the grind, right? Like I must make it, I must earn money. I must uh, do this for, it's kind of like the, the bros that are like, pushing and shoving until you buy something and then you feel scammed and then it sucks. Mm -hmm. And, and then there's like people that are truly in their heart here to serve. And what I've witnessed with myself, my clients, people like you and a lot of our peers, those are the people that are actually doing quite well and living in balance and having the freedom and having the abundance and, and earning money from the place of ease and flow and, and like really feeling good about it. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you completely is that we are in a totally different world, you know, and it's only going to increase and get stronger and the energies have completely shifted. And this kind of old way, I always say to my clients, I'm like, look, if you want to go that way, you can. But then what's the difference between having a job, Mm -hmm. a job that you hate? You know, entrepreneurship is not to be like in that same place that you were in, in a job that made you feel like crap or feel unfulfilled or feel like, like, I don't know about, about you and the hours you used to work, but I lived in New York city. I was working in corporate. I was working Mm -hmm. in the apparel industry, 13, 14 hour a day is like hating 99% of what I did. And just kind of on that like grind path and feeling like, is this all it's about? Like this can't be what life is about and mm. kind of being near, near suicidal. And the only way to get through it was exactly as you said, like numbing with drugs, alcohol, nightlife, you know, bypassing completely. 
And that's what we're seeing so much in this society is like this, this constant grind. And if you're stepping into a place of heart-centered entrepreneurship, it's like, well, is that really what it's about? Um, so I want to talk about the energetics more because this is something I, I teach as well. And it's like I talk about, um, I don't talk about it as much because it's kind of like just in what I do and it's kind of just always been there. But I do want to hear more about, you know, your views on where this is going and what it is all about. And it's kind of like, I keep seeing it as like this old paradigm that I was, I totally get it. I was a part of it too. And then this other paradigm, which has just felt so much better. Mm -hmm. It's like even my body started to heal completely when I just let go of like the old way of being. But mm -hmm. here's the thing. So many people don't really get it yet. Um, so many people are kind of stepping onto this path of awareness of like, oh, maybe there is another way. Um, and then there's people that, that believe like, oh no, that, that can't be like that. It's too, it's too easy or like, oh, you're just talking a bunch of woo shit, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> what do you say to them or how do you explain this concept to them? What the new paradigm versus yeah, kind like of this, entrepreneurship or this idea of like heart centered and being in the right energy of like why we're, you know, like fulfilling a soul's mission versus mm -hmm. like grinding to, you know, like I personally roll my eyes at language of like make, what is it? <laughs> six figure months. Yeah. Big 10 K month. And I'm like, oh my God, if mm -hmm. I hear that one more time. <sighs> well, I think a lot of people are, you know, kind of over that. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with wanting to make more money. I mean, totally. of course, like, yeah. duh, like, and you totally deserve that. And like, yeah. go desire it. It's, it comes an issue when it's like, it feels so separate from you that you're, you know, always you're, you're sacrificing your energy reserves to force and, you know, whatever you're burning yourself out or you're making it mean something about you, if you don't hit that goal, then it starts to eat away at you. And, and this is what a lot of people do. I mean, uh, unintentionally, for the most part, um, that's why we need to be in our heart. Because if you're when you're in your heart, it's completely different. You're giving from a place of abundance. You know your shit is amazing, and it's helping people. You're, you have fun doing it. You love it. And you're, you're, you're not going to make it mean something about you if you don't hit a milestone it's like you're giving and you know it's gonna come back in whatever way it's a different energy and um so i feel like uh or at least i've noticed that a lot of women particularly are um just tired of the overly masculine approach that they've been taking so um and my audience is mostly women so you know um trying to explain this to someone who like maybe doesn't get it i don't know but and I think women operate differently in, in their business too. We do. Like we're just different. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, but I've had a lot of women share that they're really tired of being in the overly forceful masculine type energy and they're wanting to lean back more or be more in their feminine flow, open their channel. And this doesn't mean that there's no structure or strategy or anything like that. It's just, it's just easier and so um, I guess to your question, how would I explain this? The best way is to learn about your human design. I think that would be like the best way that to, to, to logically <laughs> explain, no, maybe not logically, to logically explain the energetics, learn your human design. <laughs> um, because your human design is basically like a energetic blueprint of your unique energy um, based on a lot of different things. And um when you understand your human design, which you should get a reading if you're if you don't know anything about it, um, but when you understand your human design, then it's easier to understand how to best use your energy and how to understand when you're in alignment versus when you're not. So for me, I'm a generator, sacral generator six two, mm -hmm. and. Um, when I, so I listen to, so my authority in human design, there's strategy and authority. My authority is my sacral. So when I get that gut response, it's either a yes or a no for me. And so if I don't listen to that, then I might feel frustrated, which is my not self theme. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but when <laughs> I listen to it, then maybe I'll receive another 
opportunity or sign or something. And it just, it just supports you in being in flow with your energy. So, um, I like to go into human design a lot. I, I've been nerding out on it. I want to master human design, like to the point where, well, cause I'm bringing it into my work now as another dimension. Um, and when I get really into something, I like really want to, so I'm on, on that path of like really, really, um, just learning everything that I can because it's really helpful it helps us be more in flow with our unique energy and just imagine bringing that into your business because not everybody's meant to do business the same way. I've been sharing this since the very beginning. From the very beginning, I said, hey, guys, like it is not about the strategy. That's not going to work for everybody because I learned from many different people and there were certain people where I was like, that's never going to fucking work for me. I'm not doing that. Like, or it just doesn't feel good. Yeah. I, I, I was the same way. I actually had a business coach call me. Um, she, in front of like 100 people, called me like weird and crazy and like, oh, you just hang out with like the burner crew, you know, like making fun of Burning Man. And I was like, wow, man. Jeez. Like, because it was, she was so masculine. It was like so formulaic. And I was like, there's got to be more than just this one way you do it because yeah. me and you are very different people. And, so I would just take things, you know, take what I wanted exactly. and leave the rest. And that's what I always say to people. Take what resonates and leave the rest because you can learn from a lot of different people. And there might be some things about like like how you said, there were some things from that coach that you really probably got. And there were other things that you didn't. And so that's what I say to people too. But there are a million ways to do stuff. And but when you know your human design, you can also really understand, okay, like what what is my most aligned strategy, you know, out of these things that I've learned and everything. So yeah, it's about finding your flow and feeling expansive versus restrictive. And, and when you do feel the opposite, like not looking at that as a bad thing, but letting your lower moments guide you. Sometimes it's just your intuition trying to tell you something. Sometimes it's, like you're, you're ignoring your intuition maybe. <laughs> Sometimes it's maybe there's something coming up that needs to be moved and you, you know what I mean? Like, so just because, make your goal to become like a master of your own energy. And sometimes this has to do with becoming a master of your emotions too. You know, like I have moments when things come up for me with emotions where I've I've learned a lot over the last few years specifically around being able to hold myself in emotion without going into any stories, which is real gold. Huge. <laughs> I imagine if our whole society could do that. Oh, um no, I'm so I'm so glad you brought this up because I completely agree. A lot of it does come down to this this knowing yourself on such a deep level. And so many people, like clients of mine all the time, especially newer entrepreneurs, have a really hard time sitting in the, that down energy or the, um, you know, like the the space that's like telling them not to do anything for weeks. Like I went through it earlier this year where I, and I knew what I was going through. It was like, I just had gone through such a portal and then I got really sick and I was taken out and I couldn't even think straight for months. And I was in a really like just non-inspirational phase, which is very different. I'm a manifesting generator and I'm so used to being, and I'm double fire. I'm so used to just being like full of ideas and inspiration <laughs> and intuition. Everything always comes through like constantly. And for months I was like, I feel nothing. Mm. Nothing's coming through. Nothing. And I knew I, and I was able to observe, right. And I was able to sit there and say, okay, I know I'm just in a really big contraction. I know it's not permanent, but it was so uncomfortable. I mean, I talked to my, you know, a couple of my friends and I was like, okay, I know that this is not permanent, but my God, I'm like going crazy. Like, but I knew I just had to pay attention and listen. And what I did was exactly like you said, I learned to just manage my energy and take care of myself and work with the down period. Mm -hmm. You know, I like instead of trying to create and put things out there and launch things, I like took everything off the table. I actually didn't launch a certain program I was going to launch. And I spent time getting like structures, you know, more into place in my business or, you know, getting my team onboarded better, you know, mm -hmm. things like that that didn't really involve like me having to be on. And so many people – 
especially here in America, right? It's like such as, and or even the whole Western world, like this go energy of like, we must constantly be producing and doing and achieving and striving and more, more, more. And I agree. It's like, I want more money. I know I'm capable of holding more. I know I'm always available for more. Yeah. And, and I want it to feel good and be in that alignment, yeah. be in balance. Yeah. And I love that you said that. Like, yeah, when it comes to calling in more money, like let's do that from a place of abundance. Like it's like the energy that you're coming in as you're calling it in and allowing it in. It's a completely different feeling when you say it that way, you know? Um, yeah, that's what needs to shift more lately, Yeah, I feel. I, I actually would like to ask you about that because so many people listening to this, you know, I serve a lot of more newer entrepreneurs, like newer coaches, healers, psychedelic leaders stepping into this realm. And we both know when you're making this shift and like allowing what's coming through you and you're paying attention, you're starting to embody it and take the steps, that's always the scariest part. It's like the money doesn't, for very few people, the money doesn't come like, overnight, right? It's not, it, it's a very rare case where someone makes like a hundred grand in the first three months as a coach. Like we hear about them once in a while, but they're, it's, it's bullshit. We all know that. Um, the reality is the first few years take some time and it takes getting past a lot of your, you know, beliefs about yourself. It takes shifting your energy. It takes showing up in a new way that maybe you've never showed up before. But then so many people struggle with the money piece. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how am I going to make it? You know, just like that fear of like, you know, they especially people that came from like a secure job. By mm-hmm. the way, there is no such thing as a secure job these days. Mm-hmm. I don't believe. I never believed there was. Yeah. But how do you, um, like, you know, and even when you went through it, like how do you stay in that abundance mindset when there's the dip or when there's mm-hmm. the down part or when it's like, you know, maybe there's a lull, especially as a newer, you know, people who are in their first couple years. Yeah. You know, what do you suggest to people? Because money is such a like weird topic that no one even wants oh, to talk about. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've been through a lot of things. I mean, like, I still have to be aware of when things come up for me and um, just notice that and have a conversation. <laughs> But what I would say is, well, that's the first thing. You got to be aware of your inner dialogue around um, money. Um, I remember when I first started and I first started this business and I had two jobs. I never had a corporate job. I was never, I mean, I did when I was, when I was maybe 19 for like a year, but I was not into that. I was like, I am not fucking sitting at a nine to five. So I always had like um, bartending, like teaching fitness classes, like side things that I could do the bare minimum and make a decent chunk. <laughs> so um, when I first started my um, this business, I was training, I was teaching fitness classes and I was working at a bar And I was growing my business online. And I was like, I would love to receive $10,000 a month, like $10,000 a month. And when I decided this, I was like, okay, I'm going to be really committed to making this happen, but to, to understanding what I need to shift. And so I decided um, I'm going to say thank you every time I spend money and every time I receive money. And I'm going to really notice the gratitude. Like even if I'm like buying lunch for myself or when I'm paying a bill or whatever I'm like spending money on or circulating money, however you want to say it. And every time I receive something, whether it's from my paycheck from one of my jobs or tips, like just internally like say thank you. And I'll tell you that one little thing shifted so much So I was doing that and then I decided, you know what, the me who is the the abundant me who's like, you know, at a different level of abundance, whatever, in my mind, she felt more, a little bit more, um, I want to say mature. I don't know if that's the right word, but my place at the time was a little messy. It wasn't organized. And I was like, okay. Like, I'm going to clean my room. I'm like, I'm going to reorganize things. I'm going to 
make my desk area really nice. I'm going to clean where I keep my money, my purse. And I, I started, then I got this download of, I need to respect money. Like, and part of respecting it isn't just being grateful for it and saying thank you, but also part of respecting it is creating a nice, clean environment for it. And so in my work area, what does that look like and feel like? In my wallet, what does that look like and feel like? And so I was like, okay. And so I started like getting these little downloads. And then because I'm very witchy woo, I was like, I'm going to do a ritual. I'm going to do a money ritual. And I decided to do um, this like little candle ritual. I actually, I can tell people where to get this because I share it. But um, yeah, so I did this little candle ritual, whatever. And I just was getting into this energy of like, I know that this is here for me. I, I'm i going to do my part as a co-creator and allowing this in, creating the space um, for it to flow. And I'm not even joking within like 30 days, I really did have a $10,000 month. And it was a combination between my my work, my business getting off the ground and, and my jobs, but it happened and actually I left my jobs shortly after that, maybe like three months after that. I wasn't making a whole lot at the time I left my jobs, but I was like, okay, I'm going to trust and I'm going to take the leap. Um, but that was really helpful to me. So awareness, have respect for um, money, have gratitude, and really trust in your gifts. Like I think that the biggest thing is a lot of people have really negative energy around money and they get scared of it. They get upset about it. They fight over it. They let it, you know, it's like they, they're afraid of running out of it. So they, they get like the stage five clinger. <laughs> so you just have to be aware of that and know and, and see it as a neutral energy. It doesn't mean that you won't have things come up. We all have things come up at times, right? Um, and sometimes part of it will have nothing to do with money itself, but will have everything to do with you feeling safe and grounded and supported within yourself. Like, the, you know, it's not always just about your money story. Sometimes it's like you need to learn how to really regulate your nervous system and feel supported within yourself. And so, um, so I don't remember where I was going with that, but yeah, it's just be aware of, 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 of the energy of how you feel about it and choose to, to work through that, to shift it and to see money as a, a tool or a spirit guide or, you know, helping you, supporting you. Like it's just an energy that we have here right now <laughs> to do things, to support ourselves, to, you know, live. So we all need it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. I did um I did a whole episode a few months ago around healing money wounds. Uh with actually with plant medicine because I did a lot of deep ancestral, energetic, wounding trauma around money um because it it was so ingrained into, you know, like my parents divorcing and mm -hmm. the arguments over money and like yeah, same. my dad and <laughs> it's crazy. My parents divorced and I remember them argue about money all the time too. It was like all the fights and I'm like, wait, did they actually divorce over <laughs> the money? I don't think it was. It was mm -hmm. other things. But then it was like my memory as a kid is over like money just being the root of all the problems in our household, you know, and like the stories and the narratives around like spending and hiding things and thinking we were so poor and suffering. And exactly as you said, it's like regulating that nervous system that's like, okay, first thing is like knowing that you're safe, like knowing that you're safe here on earth with mm -hmm. or without money, you're actually okay. I mean, mm -hmm. there is a reality to the fact that, yeah, money is just this thing we all agree on right now and it's just here. And there's much more to it than just that. Um, and I do believe that this is, this conversation is going to come up more and more. I mean, of course, being in the industry, 
we've seen it come into conversations more. It's it's such a weird taboo topic, and I've I've never understood why. Um, even today, when I was talking to this friend of mine who's also in the coaching psychedelic world, um, he had said. Well, Beth, sometimes people don't like what you talk about because you're teaching business and you're also in psychedelics. And I was like, wow, really? Like, (laughs) why is that an issue? I'm like, but you have to understand my clients are just people that want to follow their hearts. That's it. There's no make money selling psychedelics. I don't guide, I don't teach facilitators how to start, you know, charging thousands of dollars for a mushroom journey. Mm. It's not what I do. But it was just this immediate, like, well, a lot of people can't handle this conversation of like business, money, plant medicine, spirituality. I mean, regardless, forget the medicine part, even Mm. just being on a spiritual path and having money has been this issue for so long. I'm curious, you know, how would you respond to this one? Because I hear it still Mm. to this day. Well, you know, we shouldn't charge for this because people need help and it should just be given away. Or Mm. I can't ask for that much because... I'm just doing this because it's part of my calling and my yeah. like purpose. What do you say to people? Because I'm sure you hear this. I people, especially deep, don't deep hear people. it a lot, but I've, no? I've seen people uh, comment other people's stuff with it. And I, yeah. um, I would say something along the lines of like, you wouldn't expect to go to like a massage therapist or a doctor or something and not pay them. And then just like spend their time and energy for free. Like how, like if this is something that you're doing for a living, then obviously there needs to be an energetic exchange. If you want to do something for free and, or have like a certain amount of scholarships or gifts or whatever, you could do that. But if someone's so set on it, I would not try to talk them out of it because that's their own journey personally. Like that's too exhausting for me. But like if, um, I've seen people comment things like that before of like, well, why, why are you paying? It just never made sense to me. It's like, okay, so how, if that's how they're making a living, what are they supposed to do? Just take donations or are they just supposed to have a normal, regular job and just do that on the side for free? I mean, there's a way that we can give back and, and give things without, um, you know, like I have so many different free trainings and, things and ways that people can learn. Um, but when it comes to like getting deeper support, I mean, that's a lot more energetic exchange. And even still, I've even still had opportunities for people to, um, win certain things or whatever with me. And so there's different ways that you could go about that if you really feel good to do that at times and also make it work for you. I feel like there's always like a way like that you can make a both kind of thing of like, hey, if you really feel good giving like that, then let's come up with a way where that could support you and, you know, what you're doing. That makes sense that you're not just doing everything for free because obviously then it's not a career. Then it's a hobby that you're doing on the side because you're a nice person, which is completely different. And it's that's fine too, but it's not a business. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. I don't, I don't really give any energy to this and I don't hear it as much as I think I used to, I think, cause now I'm just so like firm on who I am and what I offer. And when I do hear the comments, you know, like, Oh, I can't afford that. Oh, it's too much. Oh my God. How could you charge that much? Which by the way, compared to the majority of the industry, it's actually not much, but, and I say like, I have tons of free content, tons of free trainings, tons of you know, ways that I give back. And it's like, this is the energy exchange. But the reality is I, and I'm always preaching this is like, imagine if everybody who's on this spiritual path or on the medicine path or who has been awakened by psychedelics, imagine if all the money in the world was actually in their hands, like what Mm -hmm. kind of world would we have, you know? And that's where I'm like, well, actually, if you start to just shift your perspective around money And instead of thinking everyone with money is bad and you are bad if you charge or you're greedy or whatever, it's like, well, actually, we're trying to create a different world here and a whole different paradigm, which is is like we can't – it's like spiritual bypassing. We can't just avoid conversations about money. It's it's here. It's a big part of everybody's lives, whether we want to admit it or not. And we need to start seeing it differently. And this is kind of like this whole new paradigm of like, okay, well – 
how do we start having different conversations about business and money and our hearts and this path while also um, being supported and not, you know, suffering while just giving away your energy for free constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm so glad you talk about this. Now I have, um, you know, one more question that I just want to, I want to talk about because I'm always interested is this idea of like quantum jumping, quantum Mm -hmm. leaping. I can usually feel it when I'm about to quantum leap or when I'm in one, um, I just, my body has a certain reaction that I started noticing huh. years ago where it's like, oh, okay. But so many people um, don't really believe that this idea is even possible. Mm-hmm. And I do talk to my clients about this as well as like, as soon as you do this or make this commitment or start to embody your purpose or come into your authenticity and like own who you really are, there's these like leaps that I see all the time. I see them in my clients and they're kind of instant. How do you how do you explain what a quantum leap is mm-hmm. and like how it's possible? There are many ways that I explain it. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, we live in a multiverse <laughs> and there are infinite possibilities and potentialities. And every time we make a decision, we're basically shifting timelines and and shifting into a new reality. And if people aren't familiar with this, I always tell them to look at the, learn about the double slit experiment where it really goes into it um, in a scientific way of, of explaining the quantum. But we're, we're, we don't just exist in a multiverse, but we are part of the quantum soup. And we can only perceive like a, like a minuscule fraction of what's possible. Everything else in space is potentials, infinite number of potentials and everything. And so, um, yeah, when we make big decisions, actually, I was going to make a video about this soon. What I found is when I make really big or bold decisions that are often a little scary, that's when I freaking leap. Because what happens on the other side of fear is another version of you. You're a different person on the other side of the fear because there's the you before you took that leap or made that decision that was scared, uncertain, I don't know what's going to happen, da 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 Then there's the you on the other side of that bold decision who still didn't know what was going to happen but was like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway and, and I'm going to trust and I'm going to be taken care of. And like there's like a – it's just you – shed the old you in a sense and you become the you on the other side of that decision and in that it's like you just showed yourself and the universe that you 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 just took a bet on yourself and no matter what the decision is you know it, it's usually like I, this happened for me when I moved across the country I had no fucking clue about what I, I moved with two suitcases and never was here before when I first moved to Austin but I just knew and then everything fell into place and all this stuff. But so, yeah, that you're a different person on the other side of that decision. And so things move like it's just you're in a different reality because you took a leap that you probably didn't before. This happens a lot when people invest in themselves, you know, when you hire a coach or you join a program. There's something energetically also that happens. You're taking that leap, doing something that brought a lot up in you, but you're also like, you know what? No, I believe that this is going to help me. I believe that I'm going to do what it takes to make my dreams my reality. And this is my my investment energetically, financially, whatever, and showing myself that I truly do believe that. And you end up quantum leaping. This also happened to me. I remember the first coach I hired, I was so nervous. It was like 25 grand and I literally paid her in full, didn't even have it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought I was crazy. I was going to like throw up. And I'll never forget like that first like real feeling of like, okay, like this is really me like fully fucking believing like with blind trust and faith like in myself and in this person to help me. And yeah, I made it all back in a few months and like it wasn't like a couple months actually. I think right after that I signed on a new client at a different rate. But whatever. What I'm saying is when we make these leaps, um, 
things happen. And so you're not always going to notice it, but you will notice it in what is coming in your reality. And sometimes mm-hmm. it might feel a little messy in the process. Like when I first moved to Austin with those two suitcases, I things worked out. And at the same time, in the beginning, it was a little bit rocky. It was a little, but I was fine. You know, it just was, it was like, you know, like when the plane lands sometimes, it's like a little bumpy and then it smooths out. It's like that sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's so good because um, I had a client last year who was actually in the history of as long as I've been doing this, she was my most freaked out client to join my group mastermind program. <laughs> and she was just so like, I mean, like beyond overanalyzing. And she said, as soon as I paid, I felt like I was going to throw up. And of course she had like unbelievable results. Like she was actually probably one of my more successful clients that year. And I mean, she was so busy with her clients that she kind of like was like missing a lot of our calls. And I'm like, out of all the people you were just so scared. And she made the investment back probably within like a few months, you know, and it's that same thing. Like I always get freaked out when I invest in myself, no matter what, even though I'm kind of used to it now. Mm-hmm. But it's like every time it's like the next level, the next level. Yeah. I, I feel a little both. I'm like, I feel a little like, ee! and then I also feel like, because I, 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 yeah, excited. It's no. a, I know that something's going to come out of it. I don't have any expectations, but I'm like, ooh, this feels edgy, but also really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel too now. It's like, okay, now I know the fear and the excitement is the same feeling and I can get excited and kind of like I have, and probably a lot like you, it's like I just learned to be like, have fun in that discomfort of being on my edge and like mm-hmm. up leveling. And it's like, of course it's uncomfortable because we've never been there before, mm-hmm. but it's like, well, why are we human living on earth right now? If we're not going to have that experience. Cause of course having like me keeping my corporate job the rest of my life and never doing anything different might've been a lot easier, but it really would have been boring. And mm-hmm. I would probably be dead by now or oh a complete God. total drunk. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like on that path, right? Wow. So before we go, I want to leave you an opportunity to talk about a little bit about what you have coming up, what you know, you're know you up to, where people can find you. Yeah. Yeah, anything like that. My Star Power program, which is my main signature program now, all around just dialing up the power and potency of your message, your presence, your offers, your brand, like just to to make it feel like the embodiment of who you are. Because when you, as an entrepreneur with a personal brand, at least, like when your business and everything that you're doing feels so you, you can't shut up about it. You have no problem selling things because it's just so easy and you just can't literally shut up about it. You're in your zone of genius. You're in your star power. You're owning the stage. You're, But not just that. It's not just about business. It's like, you are the star of the show of your reality. Like you are, things are just happening because of the energy that you're emitting. So that's the energy of star power. Um, but I'll, I'll leave you with the link for, to check that out too. Um, we go into a lot of things in there and it's a lot of fun. The, the people who've been in there, just they have more fun in their life and their business because of it. And it's because of the inner work and the energetic work that we do that translates to that, which also translates to amazing results and all the things that you want anyway. <laughs> exactly. <Aww. laughs> yeah, we're working from the inside out. Um, and then, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the Spiritual Boss Babe. I'm starting to get my TikTok going at the Spiritual Boss Babe as well. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, everything, all my links are on on my socials. I would say yeah, I'm on those two here. the most. And I also have a podcast too, if anyone wants to check it out. Spiritual Wall Street Podcast. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Stephanie, and- this is great. This is one of my favorite subjects. And I'm so glad I got to finally connect with you and bring you on here. Because I actually do believe that this is one of the most important topics. And this is also where it's all heading. And you know, just it, the synchronicities between a conversation I had just a few hours before this interview and our whole interview today is just quite interesting. And of mm. course, that's how it works. So thank you so much for this work that you're doing out there in the world. It's so important. And 
Ah, such an honor to have you here. Mm, Thank you so much for having me, Beth. It was awesome connecting. Thank you so much. And everybody, be sure to leave a review. We really um, depend on these to reach more people. So if you can take one minute, we would greatly appreciate it. And review Spiritual Boss Babe podcast as well. Oh, thanks. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're feeling inspired, I'd appreciate it if you showed your love with a review. And check out my YouTube channel where you can find the video version of this podcast. You can also head to BethAWeinstein.com to learn more about me and grab my free business growth trainings. Remember, you carry your own unique medicine and your medicine is what we need for these times. 